Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Don Ricky Castro, and you are tuning into the What's in Your Case podcast. Our guest today is a talented poet that I had the pleasure of working with during the production of Vide Sacramento Raise the Vibration. My fellow castmate, Leah Williams. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. Leah, how would you describe your style of poetry? It's emotional description because that's how I feel like my poems. I want to say that poetry started for me when I was very depressed. I was just writing feelings out. And then it turned into a hobby, and I don't know how to write about anything else except for what I'm feeling. And how long have you been writing and sharing your poetry for? I've been writing for on and off five years, sharing. This will probably my, be my first year of sharing my poems publicly. I remember you mentioning that you were a bit of a homebody. Yes, I am. I am very antisocial. I get overstimulated when I'm around a lot of people. So being by myself and to myself is... And was that your first time performing in a production like V-Day Sacramento or a production in general? Yes, it was. I was terrified the entire time I was there, <laughs> especially with you guys having background of being in public and playing. I didn't want to mess you guys up or be the mess up of the group. And how did you get involved with V-Day Sacramento? So it's a very funny story. My friend... She sent me the link and she was like, I think you should join. And I seen what it was and it was around the perfect time. I just wanted to get outside my comfort zone and go and explore the world, the art, artistic side of the world, that is, and share my art. And when she sent that to me, I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know it was going to be a whole production. I thought it was just going to be like, for some reason, a small group meetup and we were just going to show our poems with everybody. And I had sent in my poem. I wrote the poem the same day, randomly. It was just some emotions I was feeling that day. I was really focused on healing. And I wrote my poem. I sent it off. And then I went to the auditions. And that's when I figured out what V-Day was going to be. And I was terrified from that day on. But I knew that I had to keep pushing. I've already made it this far. I can't stop. <laughs> and have you? gone to any open mics or shared anywhere else since i want to say no but that's because i'm building my business life right now and i've really been focused on my finances but i do want to go to open mics so bad i just never really know where they're at (laughs) i want to find them so bad now you've also started a journaling group a few months ago yes i do my goodness i love my work that's the majority of who's in there. I can't convince a man to join for some reason. They never want to talk about their emotions. But I started this group off of like only because during therapy, my therapist told me that it would be beneficial to be more open and vulnerable with people since it's something that I'm not used to. I agreed with her and I tried to look for groups around and I couldn't find any. So I said, hey, I'm about to just make one myself. That's exactly what I did. I posted it on Instagram and I was like, hey, if anybody wants to be open, talk about their feelings with me. I'm doing a journaling group every Saturday and I'd love for somebody to join. And it started off with friends and family. And there was a lot of people that said they wanted to join, but they just didn't show up. 
which I hold nothing against them because I get it. Life is extremely busy. But it's a nice little group with my friends and family. It's always open to anybody. We've been taking a break just due to my busyness and everybody else's busyness. But I do plan on starting it back up and not this weekend or not. And how could people get involved in joining the group? Um, Instagram. If they just DM me on Instagram, then I'll add them to the link, the Zoom meeting that we do. Speaking of Instagram, on your Instagram, you have a web link that takes you to a page. And it looks like it's just a book titled Women Who Run With the Wolves. Yeah. Why that book? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that book. So... I believe that society has domesticated women. You know, women are running around trying to look like perfection so that somebody can come scoop them up and they can have a happily ever after. And that's exactly what I was doing for my entire childhood. I had always seen women on on TV as a child and how the man runs and they save her and then she's all pretty and perfect the entire time, not showing a lot of emotion and kind of just pretending to be this perfect person. And when I didn't turn out to be the pretty princess I wanted to be, it destroyed me. I was so sad and I was hurt. I thought I could never find love because I wasn't perfect like the rest of society or the rest of women in society who I thought were perfect. But after going through some life experiences, (laughs) I had came to the conclusion of that is not me. I'm not the pretty perfect princess. I am human. I'm emotional. I'm a lot of times, but I am also beautiful and I love myself and I wanted to learn how to embrace myself more. And so when I found the book called Running with Wolves, it's more of like finding your inner wild woman. And I also said that in my poem. My inner wild woman is just, she's my intuition. She's like my inner animal. When I step outside and I'm looking upon like just beauty, you know, you can see a little pop of her. When my intuition speaks to me, that's her speaking to me. When I do art, I'm doing art through her, through her limbs, through her ears, through her everything. And that book, it tells a lot of stories about women and how their wild woman comes out because everybody comes out in a different way. So it's an amazing book. I recommend reading it. Are there any other books that you would recommend for people to read? Yes. So there's a book I'm reading right now and it's called The Four Agreements. It is beautiful. The Four Agreements are about four things that you should live by. The first one is speak only your truth. Speak only with love, truth, and compassion because your words could be poison. I believe that completely. Because you know, when you believe in something, it comes true. Somebody tells you that you're ugly and you don't have enough confidence to back yourself up and be like, I'm not ugly. You're going to believe that person. And then you're going to start to feel ugly. And then you're going to live your life as in, I'm an ugly person. This is who I am. This is what I do. I would hate to do that to somebody. Um, When you talk with truth, and love, it's never anything negative or poisonous towards another person. It's only to either aid them or be honest with them when they need it. The next agreement would be, what is the next agreement? The next agreement is always do your best. 
Um, if you always do your best, there's no room for self-hate, self-judgment, or any negativity coming towards you or the victim coming out. And the victim is somebody who always has self-pity for themselves instead of getting back up and doing something about what they're being thought about. I was stuck in that for a very, very long time. And to finally get out of the victim mindset, it feels very rewarding. And now I always strive to do my best. And it led me to have a lot of self-confidence and become better at everything else I'm doing. The third one would be don't take anything personal. This one spoke to me very deeply because I took everything personal. Like what they mean by don't take anything personal is if somebody came up to you and they were like, your shirt is horrible. You can't take that person or you shouldn't because nothing that you do. Well, I want to say that because what I do does affect other people, but anything that somebody else does to you, it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It's something that they have personally going on. Whatever somebody projects into the world is what's going on in their personal world. So as I use, they, they walked up to you and said, that's a horrible shirt. The reason they couldn't have been saying that is because they have a strong negative attachment to whatever's on your shirt. Maybe you have a band on there and the band, he personally knew them and they did him dirty or something. So he went up to you and he seen that while he was already in a bad mood and was just like, F your shirt. I don't like it. And it is what it is. You shouldn't take it personally because it really doesn't have anything to do with your shirt. It's just their emotional attachment to whatever you have on your shirt. The last one is do not make assumptions. This one hits deep as well. I'm not good at communicating. I would consider myself good now, but back in the past, I didn't communicate because I felt like somebody could just read my mind magically for some reason. And I think that that led me to assumptions that were false. You know, let's say in one of my past relationships, I was hangry and I kind of just took it out on my man. And I was like, well, he knew that I was hungry. I'm just going to assume that, you know, he already knew what he was doing was going to make me more mad. And kind of leading to this misunderstanding that led to sadness and drama with my man. Instead of being upfront and being like, hey, I'm upset. I'm very hungry. And me leading to those assumptions of he knew better and he read my mind so he already knows. It just doesn't help anybody in any case. But the book talks about those four agreements and really goes into much more and better detail than I do. <laughs> and it also taps into like how they feel humans were domesticated and how we were put in this position to where everybody else's beliefs is our beliefs. You know, growing up, our parents, well, some parents, I'm not going to say all, broke their children's integrity. I can speak for my mom. She didn't like what I believed in as a child because I wasn't Christian and I didn't believe in the same God as her. And that just broke her apart completely. And she felt the need to break my integrity and tell me what I need to believe and what I need to do with myself and what I want instead of believing in myself and knowing what I want. And it goes into a lot more detail, but that one stuck with me a lot because and not until it wasn't until I read this book that I realized that I had not only my beliefs, but my mother's beliefs, my grandparents' beliefs, anybody in my family who ever judged me, their beliefs. You know, when I thought I was ugly. 
it wasn't because I genuinely thought I was ugly. It was because somebody had already told me that I was ugly in my past and that stuck with me. It really stayed with me because I, my integrity has been broken. You know, I don't have any rules for myself. I don't have any beliefs for myself. So when somebody told me that, I just, it stuck with me. It must be true. Somebody else told me instead of believing in myself. But yes, the four agreements, it's an amazing spiritual book that will for surely have you tap into a lot of childhood trauma that you probably didn't know about. Thank you for sharing that. Now, for people that are looking into starting out and write poetry, mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give them? Stay real. A lot of people think that it's hard to be creative with poems or that, you know, you got to live a certain type of way to be able to write poetry, which is very surprising to me. But poetry is just you opening up your inner world and let everybody explore your inner world through your words. It helps when you have an idea. Uh, It's hard for me to write poems if the poem is, (laughs) I don't have a topic. So having a topic really helps. And topics can be random. I have notes in my phone, and one of the notes is ideas for poems. And I normally write in there when I'm just outside strolling and I feel a strong certain type of way about an area I'm in or a situation I'm in. And the idea really helped me stick to my message or my meaning for the poem. So having an idea helps. Having a topic, staying true to yourself and not trying to copy anybody else's methods for, not methods, kind of somebody else's flow. Stick to your own. It will be unique. It might be weird when you first do it because you're not used to, but once you keep on doing it, it just gets better and better each time. Well, thank you for being our guest here on the What's in Your Case podcast. Do you have anything that you'd like to promote at this time? And Please tell the listeners where they can find you and your content. I promote peace and love. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Leah, L-E-L-H, 444 underscore. And thank you so much for having me on here. I was completely blessed for being able to be on here.